Aloha, my beautiful friends. My name is Krista Ralaksmidetan and coming to you from San Diego, California. Welcome to Abundance in Action podcast. And uh, I call myself New Time Coach. I believe that each one of us, we have a treasure box inside. And once we open it and activate our inner fairy tales, we can start to manifest them into this reality on our terms. Welcome to this week's episode. And in case you would like to know more about the longer introduction to the guest um, of this week, please go back to the uh, episode one, um, part one with this um, guest and you can get all the introduction. So right this uh, episode will jump in with the topic uh, so there will be no longer introduction here so enjoy and as always uh, please like share and comment and uh, enjoy so um, now one other thing you have taken this food um, uh, work into a, a next level and scaled it because you actually also do it on a business level and i like the way you have really started to work and cooperate uh, with um, a really amazing um, business model and and also business uh, connected to that and you even have made something you call freedom team um, and you say that your business uh, this business system is based on social sharing and I so love it because I think um, right now with all the changes we have gone through this 2020 here I think it's all moving into that uh, direction that it's more about giving than taking and we would start every business relation with a little giving and then we'll see like where we can take it to the next level. The old patriarchal system was the other way, first taking and then we'll see if we even get to that giving part. <laughs> so could you say some words about that business model? What is it about? And you also help other people to join uh, the team and take it to the next level. Yeah, for me, I'm at a point in my life, and as you said, shifting out of the patriarchal model of um, division and competition and even the entrepreneurial, yeah, entrepreneurial spirit of, of being free out of the system, I, I love that, and also... I would love to see more collaborations and cooperation happening within the entrepreneurial world rather than like I'm doing my thing and I'm doing my thing, but we actually come together and share our resources in a healthy way, right? And so that model is, um, is part of what I am seeing for the world and would like the world to transition into is where we do collaborate and we do work together and we share our gifts and we share our resources because together we are that much stronger and we can create beautiful things together coming out of the competition and everyone kind of like doing their own thing, but let's come together and share and build and co-create. Mm-hmm. And here we talk about the business, which is very conscious how they also put their products together. Um, and that's so crucial in nowadays world, because I think so many businesses had, have been uh, focused mainly on profit and then uh, the way things have been done have not been so aligned with you know mother earth or gaia which is a really important connection to you and taking care of uh, that as well right yeah that that to me is number one uh, to me is number one and one of the reasons why i i've never participated in 
other companies and I'm, I'm not really a product person to, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, to me, again, it's simple. I want to plant fruit trees all over the world, you know, and that people can have access to, to food and to nature in the way that it was intended to be and come out of the capitalism and come out of, like you said, it's like, what can I gain from this and take, 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 take in the consumerism and bring people back into simplicity and into abundance. Nature is abundant. And um, I only support uh, people uh, and companies that are aligned with my values. And one of my top values is preserving, conserving, and regenerating Mother Earth. And living a life that is sustainable and that is supportive for everyone. And remembering that Mother Earth is the, the provider of that. Yeah, and uh, here is another really important um, part for your approach to that kind of um, work is that all of us, we have to start on the individual level. Um, and that's where we come back to that, you know, clean your temple. Like so many people, they put garbage into their temple. So, and then they wonder, why am I sick or why I have this issue and that issue? So start to clean your house first and then see like, what else can you clean house with? Like, you know, in your community or what's happening, you know, what, what, how can you influence that? Like with little things. So like, we live in south of San Diego and uh, we live so close to the beach, like two, three hundred steps to the beach. I, I'm a mermaid. I, I love the beach. And I always pick up stuff if I see someone has, you know, left stuff uh, behind and so on. And uh, coming from Estonia, I don't know if you know, Estonia actually created a major project called Let's Do It World. So first we had a one day event where uh, huge numbers of volunteers came together. They mapped the whole Estonia and cleaned the whole Estonia of garbage, which was like hidden in the forest and so on. They, it, this project was so popular and so effective and um, successful that they created a whole world project. And just one year ago, they had this happening all around the world. One day where the whole world was connected with all these volunteer organizations and people and millions of people were clearing the world. So um, that's amazing. But what I, I wanted to say about this speech here is for over 20 years, they have been trying to figure out how to um, clean the waters which come from Mexico. The infrastructure there is very bad. So all that polluted water, um, sewage water comes to us and our beach out of all of those 300 days or something per year is closed most days of the week because we, it, the water is not um, good for your health to go in. Every day I see that I cry inside as a mermaid, like, oh my God, like, where are we living? It's like, <laughs> we have technology, we, we should come together and, and, you know, figure these things out. And it feels so helpless, like, okay, so what can I do if the local mayor has been fighting for this for 20 years and nothing is really giving the results? So, um, and I know these issues are also very connected to your care and um, what you care of. Um, is there something you comment about that or some tips you would give um, our listeners, viewers today? Yeah, um, that's why I'm a huge proponent of 
connecting people back into their body and into the nature. Because the reason why we are seeing such, such a mess on planet Earth is because most individuals are completely disconnected from Mother Earth. If you put garbage in your body, you're going to throw garbage, you know, on, on, on the street. Maybe it's not necessarily always the case, but when there's disconnection, there's disconnection. And to me, the solution is to, for people to connect back to Mother Earth, because when you connect it to something, when you see the value in something, when you see the sacredness in something, you would not pollute it. It wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Just like you would never hurt somebody you love. But when the love is not there, when the connection is not there, when the appreciation is not there, then it's, it's much easier to pollute it and destroy it. So when more and more people wake up to the sacredness of who they are as, as, as humans, number one, and then wake up to the sacredness of Mother Earth, number two, which, are, which go hand in hand, then pollution would not even be an issue. What we are seeing on the planet, it breaks my heart too, Crystal. And of course, there are some things that we can do with our technology and whatnot, while we're still addressing the symptoms, right? And it's the same thing that we see in health, in, in the Western medicine, it's all symptom-driven. Let's just suppress the symptom, but never actually look at what is causing it. And it's the same thing on planet Earth. We're just taking care of the symptoms. Yeah, we, we're going to clean the oceans. Let's do that. But it's going to happen again because we're never addressing the root cause. Just like giving chemotherapy to cancer, you're just treating the symptoms. Most people don't survive those treatments for a reason. And so... Let's, let's take care of the cause of why our oceans are polluted. And that's, that's a deeper rabbit hole to go into. But we must address those two simultaneously. Yeah, let's use our technology to clean the mess. But we've got to address what is causing the mess. Otherwise, the mess will just come back. Mm-hmm. And I really liked with your um, conversation with Marcy Locke, you shared that really um, interesting picture. Like, you know, if you go and visit your mother, you, you don't, you know, just go and do stupid things and uh, leave behind garbage. So um, that's the same thing. Some people thing. do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <Some> people do. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, awakening to that, like symbolically, like, oh, my God, like, you know. Uh, when I lived in Mexico, I saw so many times like young people, they were just throwing garbage everywhere. Like I was walking on the street and this young boy, like five years old, was throwing garbage. And I stopped him and told like, you know, this is not OK. And um, as I saw it so much, I was asking around, like, what's up with that? Like, why do people throw garbage like this, you know? And came out that in Mexico in the 70s, there was a program um, which was, I think government was paying for all the people to pick up the garbage. So uh, from that time, uh, the thing was still on, like, you know, everyone was throwing garbage, but that program was not on anymore. So now no one is cleaning the garbage and everyone is just throwing the garbage away. So, and that's where you 
come to understand, oh my God, like how culture or countries or the way things are run can influence what one single person does or what we do as collectives, you know? Yeah, 100%. And same thing in Bali. It's just, Mm -hmm. and it's not, uh, now when I'm going to say the word ignorant, I'm not saying it as an insulting way. Ignorance is merely not knowing. I'm, I'm ignorant of some things that I just don't know. And I'll, I'll probably know them five years from now. I was ignorant about, you know, so ignorance is just not knowing. And in many cultures, you know, like Mexico, Bali, and many of those countries around the world, there's ignorance because people are not educated and especially the younger generation. So it's so crucial that we focus on the kids, on the younger generation and at least start educating them and start connecting them back into the ancient traditions and the and the and the connection to the sacredness to what is sacred and the sacredness of the earth and the sacredness of their own bodies because those those young kids even in those countries they're born right into you know modern technology and cell phones and all that like they throw garbage on the street they might not have much food to eat but every kid has a cell phone you know, and so like the screen mentality and everything that comes with it, it's crucial that we focus on the youth and on the kids because that that is the next generation and start bringing them back into the sacredness way of living, the sacred way of living. Yeah, that was part of um, a Pioneer Beta project in Estonia where they had um, several eco-communities um, were giving Estonia a little uh, project. So we were going with that project, like kind of uh, being more conscious how you live environmental-wise and yourself um, and taking that project into high schools, which had never been done in all of Europe and, and the world with that project. And we were teaching different classes. I was actually um, uh, invited in to teach about uh, sexuality and when you go in and try to teach sexuality for teenagers, that's like another topic, another episode, you know. But um, yeah. what was really interesting was we had this one segment where one of the ladies in the group uh, took different kind of garbage. We did like a little lineup and then um, the kids had to figure out uh, if they knew like how long time does it take for a certain type of garbage to Uh, dissipate or dissolve in the nature in natural environment and many of them had no idea that a coca-cola plastic bottle will take one million years to dissolve itself and once they got to know that I know that every kid in that class probably is gonna give a second thought (laughs) before they buy that product you know and that's where you know education and especially the younger generation is really the key i'm really on it as well yeah yeah and how beautiful it is that when we live in harmony with natural the natural ways of living it actually it's a win 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 for everyone right so drinking coca cola like how against nature that is and we see it from production all the way to the moment of uh, okay throwing something in the garbage but it takes a million years to decompose whereas if you just pick fruits off the trees you get all the hydration that your body need you get all the nutrients that your body need and then you can just throw the peels you know 
to nature and it's going to decompose and be a fertilizer. So mm -hmm. it's, it's again, connecting the youth, connecting kids, not just to, to teach and educate them about, okay, a Coca-Cola bottle is going to take a million years to decompose, but how to live in harmony with nature and it actually supports your well-being and your health and start connecting those dots because those dots are connected. Everything that harms the earth harms our bodies too. And everything that supports our body actually support the sustainability and the regeneration of Mother Earth and the abundance that is always offered to us. So we are the yeah. stewards of this, of, of this earth. The earth feeds us and we can feed her. And it's a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, talking about it, I would like to also tie in now as we are starting to wrap up here um, uh, to the topic of Hawaii. Um, I don't know how much you know about the uh, old Hawaiian ways, how they were actually doing agriculture and all of that, but it was so smart. They had these like districts coming from the top of the mountain going down. So uh, those who were living close to the ocean, they um, of course were dealing with fishing. Those who were upper uh, lands, they, they had of course vegetables and other things they were growing. And then they had these beautiful feasts and parties where they came together and everyone brought what um, they had. So everyone was taken care of. And where the kid were born, kids were born, they were actually looked into like, okay, what are your talents? Like, um, are you actually, if they were born like in the fishing community, but came out that they were actually um, like born natural talents to do tapa clothing, you know, then they were taken to the another village where, um, they, the kid was just adopted by that family and teaching about that, you know, like how brilliant is that, like such a sustainable way of taking care of yourself, the people, the land, like I'm just in awe once I started to go deeper into it, like how smart is that and how like disconnected we are from that right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and honoring the uniqueness of each individual, yeah. and especially with, with kids, you know, when you just shove every all the kids into one school, and everybody learns the same way, and it's like, it's so numbing and dumbing to the human consciousness and the creative expression of an individual. Yeah. So in that notion also, um, you have been so good, it seems to me, to listen to your inner guidance, like when it came like, okay, now you go to New York and other places and things. Um, I feel that that's also part of the uh, divine feminine, which is now coming more and more in. We have to all learn, and that's like a muscle. We have to really listen and not only listen, we also have to take action. And I think um, as I look at your life and all the talents and skills, and I really love your website. It's one of the most beautiful websites I've seen after a very long time. <laughs> and it's so clear and it shows all of these beautiful, you know, talents and skills you are doing and you've organized them, you know, cleansing and personal mentorship and soul signatures session and two day VIP re re retreats and stuff. So what would you say to people who are also um, maybe they are just in the beginning of the journey to figure out like what their mission is, why they are here? What could be those like two or three first steps they could take to get that journey going and uh, starting to figure it out? Mm, 
that's a loaded topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like you said, the first step is take the action on what the inner guidance is saying. Because if that step has not been completed yet, then it's like trying to take the third step, but you haven't taken the first step yet, right? It's it's like if you're about to climb a mountain, the first step is actually get out of the door and start walking towards the head trail, the trailhead. But if you're not even on the trailhead, then, okay, you can just keep looking at that peak of the mountain, but you actually got to start walking. So that first step is whatever the inner guidance. And I feel that for many people, that's the challenging part because there's many fears uh, and attachments to certain things. And so the inner guidance must be, might be speaking, but like you said, it's not enough to just listen. It's taking the action. And that's the feminine and the masculine working together. That's how I see it. The inner guidance is the feminine principle And then the masculine principle backs it up by taking the action. So they must work together because just taking action without the inner guidance, you know, that's kind of like, well, where are we going? And just listening is not going to move us anywhere. So listen to your inner guidance and, and do it anyway, no matter, no matter how illogical it may seem. Like when I was 20, like I didn't, to me, it was not even a factor. Like, it was like, I'm going, you know, it's like, okay, we're going and not think about, okay, what the next step will be because the way the universe is all you can see sometimes, sometimes, yeah, you can see two, three steps ahead, but most of the time, all, you know, all the inner guidance is saying is this step. And you don't know what's going to happen after that step. But the miraculous thing, the beautiful thing is that it unfolds in front of you as you continue to walk. Yeah. Like if you've ever been on a, on a long hike, sometimes you can't see, you know, what's just around the corner, but you just, you know, just keep on walking and then you'll see what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's also this uh, trust, you know, trusting that, you know, even if you can't see where it's actually going to lead, it's for your highest good and um, there may be more treasures hidden on the road. You know, I really like that um, uh, metaphor or saying what um, Steve Jobs said about, you know, connecting the dots. And that's what I think happens once you start to walk on the path and take one step and second step. And then you look back, like even like myself, if I look back and it's like, I had no idea I will go to Mexico one time, like with one way ticket even, you know, or like that I end up in living in Hawaii for some years, you know, and it's just following that inner guidance and taking action. Like the first time my inner guidance said, Crystal, now you'll go to Hawaii. And it had been my dream, but uh, I was like, hey, how are we going to get there? It's like going to be expensive and da, 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 all these fears and like excuses and so on. And then my inner man were in a masculine was like, okay, let's do it. Like, what's the first step? Okay, we have to pay deposit. Okay, let's pay the deposit. And then da, 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 take the next steps. And then after some time, I had my inner guidance saying, Crystal, now you're going to go to Hawaii for three months. 
And I was like, are you kidding me? Three months? Like, <laughs> where am I going to live? How it's going to, like, work out? And the, as you said, you're just going. And I, I just went. And it just worked out miraculously. Like, of course, I was listening to my guidance every day, every step of the way. And it all worked out. And it happened two more times. So I was there three times, three months at a time. Because I didn't believe that it actually works. So I had to test several times. <laughs> so funny. And um, can you tell us also how it happened with you? How, how were you guided to Hawaii? And you are in one of my most favorite places on the Big Island in Captain Cook right now. Yeah, well, that, that came, that's just six months ago. Um, I... I uh, I was living in New York for seven years, and from New York I moved to Maui. So I lived on Maui for almost four years, and that that was years ago. And from Maui I moved to San Diego, actually where you are now. So the Big Island came later, but again I'm, I really resonate with what you're saying because um, I lived on Oahu for six months years ago because uh, I wanted to ha- take a break from living in the winter in New York. So my partner at the time and I lived in, on Oahu for six months and I fell in love. And I knew and I made a commitment, like it was like, like my uh, relationship, you know, with Hawaii that I started developing. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah. And when I left, I was so heartbroken. And I remember myself standing on the beach there on Oahu and I said, I'll be back. I promise you I'll be back. And I always thought that I was going to come back to Oahu because I had I was teaching yoga there and I had some, I had a network and places to teach and all that. So I thought it was going to be then. I went to do a Vipassana course, you know, the 10 day silent meditation. And I did one course. And then a couple of months, month later, I went back to um, serve a course. And in that course, it was the eighth day. I said a meditation and I, w- I wasn't sure what would be my next step. I was on a road trip on the West Coast with my partner at the time, and I wasn't sure what was the next step. And I, Maui kept coming into my awareness. So, you know, with, with the trusting and what we're talking about is also about listening to the signs. And Maui kept coming into my awareness that, that year. So I was listening, I was paying attention. And then in one of the meditation, I remember this clear voice, go to Maui. And go alone without my partner. <laughs> yeah. And Maui, I didn't know anybody on Maui. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. And, and I did it. I had one phone number of a person that was renting rooms. And I was going there in December, which is the high season. And it's like everything is booked. Everything is rented out. I called him. He happened to have a room open like two days after I had arrived to the island, but I didn't know anybody. So I just flew to Maui, rented a car, went over there. And the moment I stepped foot there, like I'm home and everything unfolded as a result. And that's how I live my life. And that's how I got to the big island um, in March. It was, it was complete guidance and Captain Cook in particular, and it was the dolphins that called me here. So there's an inner knowing. And the thing with that, again, for some people, it can be a foreign language. It's like a muscle. 
that just like any other muscle in your body, if you don't use it, it's going to get weak. So the more you practice it, meaning the more you listen to it, the more you strengthen it, the more you strengthen that connection with that inner guidance, then the clearer it gets to receive those messages. And what happens at the same time is that you actually strengthen your courage muscle to follow that inner guidance. And yeah, questions may come up, like you said, you know, getting the guidance three months, how is it going to work? And you, you hear all those questions, the logical questions, but you don't let that distract you from the inner guidance saying, go here, go there. And you have such an immense sense of trust because life has proven to you again and again and again and again and again and again that there's such a magical unfolding that always happens when we are staying aligned with our truth and with our inner guidance. Yeah, it's so true, and I so agree that it's um, it's courage. Courage is a muscle, and trust is connected to that. And once you start to walk your path um, with those two on your side, you will be golden, and you will always be um, on your path and uh, doing what you're here supposed to do. And now, doing all that um, adventure and journey, uh, you have learned quite a bit about money. And in my message to you, I said that there are very few people when I connect with them, I feel that they don't have fear of lack or fear of not having enough money. And you are one of those persons. And uh, for me, this is a message that this is a person who is living their mission, because once you start to live your mission fully, there is no thing, no such thing as lack of money because you put everything into works and you will be provided every step of the way. Uh, what do you say about your relation to money and what you have learned about it? And is that so what I just observed? <laughs> wow, wow. That's a, another super loaded topic, Crystal, <laughs> and another like something that um, healing a lot in my life, for sure. Um, it's a, it's a journey. And I feel that's like a, another podcast all on its own, uh, because it, it goes hand in hand with sexuality. Actually, you, you touched on it briefly earlier. And those two topics are such um, loaded topics in our society and so distorted. And uh, they are so connected to our survival instinct. And that's another conditioning that we suffer from as a society in this human condition of the lack mentality and being in survival. And we can go back to, you know, the food scarcity and the Holocaust and all those cellular memories from our ancestors and lineage uh, of, of lack. Like, oh my God, I, I've got to, you know, I'm not going to have enough and uh, I've, I've been healing my relationship with money so much so. And all those um, concepts and beliefs, it goes hand in hand with self-love because it has something to do with self-worth. And it's not just about, okay, I'm, I'm fulfilling my mission, but that I'm actually worthy of completely embodying my divinity and sharing my gifts for my divine existence and being compensated for my divine gifts. So there's that issue or 
foundation of self-worth, which I have been polishing for, for many years. Yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, beautiful and so true. And I like how you connected the self-love and self-value thing, because that was also part of my journey. Once I started to do more like energy healing and all this coaching work and so on, I had major issues to um, charge money at all. And of course, I struggled to even put any price on my services. And once I started to manage to put some numbers, then of course, they were so low. And then I was going against myself. And then I felt bad and like a vicious circle and uh, stepping out of that, like really connecting to that self worth, like, if someone comes to me and does this major um, upgrading session, which I offer now, and it will give them opportunity to change all of their life, their relationships, sexuality, their health, their life mission, and also activate their abundance. What's the value? What's price tag uh, you would put to that? So, I mean, there is no price to that. But of course, in the human existence, we have to figure out some number, you know. So um, the whole journey of that, how connected that is to self-worth and how important that is, because if you're disconnected there, it's like not going to work. You'll just be in that vicious circle for, for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel that what we're talking about, you know, I'm bringing heaven to earth and my personal mission and my vision is, and I love money. Money is just a resource. I mean, it's not like, it's neutral. It's a resource. It helps us to move and to create. However, um, there's distortion there, you know, again, with economics and the whole like uh, change, you know, the way we exchange our gifts. And uh, I would say in a healthier society, uh, in, in the way that I see it, in the existence of heaven on earth, like money is not even an issue. Like we won't really need that made-up type of resource to exist and co-create. It's uh, it's just another program that we are still plugged into and kind of stuck stuck in. So okay, we're playing the game. It's like a game of monopoly. Um, but to me, the ongoing mantra is to be the change I wish to see, because that's the only way we are going to experience change. And so money is not the evil character here. It's just, again, our relationship to money and the way that we've, uh, everything is so transactional these days. And we've lost the value of relationships. Like what is really valuable in life? It's not money, right? And so to me, it's more important to return to what is really sacred, what is really valuable, and to start building our society and our existence based on these values. And then if money is part of the equation, then great, but with a different approach and a different relationship to the way we exchange and do transactions. Yeah, it's like definitely to reevaluate the values as a foundation. And once this is re-evaluated then you can build a completely new structure on it and i think that's what also this 2020 brought to us was like hey people you know gaia was saying i'm like fed up i'm enough this is like totally like this is the limit <laughs> we have to shake it up and you know you guys have to really 
look at your foundations and uh, if you're not then I will shook it up and it it's been like a major reinvention process for everybody I think yeah 100% and from the moment it all started and there's of course plenty that we can say about this uh, this pandemic whatever you want to call it from the moment it started though when i got to the big island in march i had this sense oh okay it's mother earth just sending everybody back to their rooms yeah <laughs> and saying just enough because ultimately i believe and this is part of my 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 deep deep trust is that there's there's a divine unfolding there's divine orchestration beyond anything our mind can comprehend because there's so many forces at play that really are beyond our capacity to to understand and that's why to me god is and whatever you want to call it god source the universe there is some sort of an orchestration that is beyond our control anything that we understand mentally or logically and mother yeah. earth is so fierce and so strong and so resilient and so intelligent and wise much wiser than all of this drama playing out so i i i deeply trust i have this innately in me i deeply trust no matter how challenging it may be but there's a there's a process of purification that is happening on many levels right now yeah and it it really felt like mother earth was like okay you guys have been doing so bad i'm going to send you to a little house arrest <laughs> you just think about life think about what you're going to do and then people were forced to do it so some are still you know um going against it fighting it and some have completely reinvented themselves and their lives so um that's like um part of evolution so that's up to us yeah. what we do with it indeed indeed yeah. yeah it's just like an individualized when we don't listen something is going to happen to shake us something is going to happen to wake us up yeah, and so humanity yeah, yeah exactly like that's that's the evolutionary force and so on a collective level humanity hasn't been listening for thousands upon thousands of years of repeating the same patterns over and over again you know that in your own individual life what happens when you repeat the same pattern over and over again right you're going to continue to repeat that pattern until okay learn my lesson i'm going to shift and course correct so now it's happening on on a global stage on on a, on a much larger scale because yeah. we've had taps on the shoulders so many times right yeah. so yeah. we shall see where where we go from here yeah wake up call so you wrote on your uh, web page this beautiful i don't know i would call it um uh declaration to change uh, would you be so kind and as to wrap it up this beautiful journey we've had today um uh, with your beautiful voice <laughs> read it to all of yeah. us because it's just so touched me and i i thought like just to finalize with this would be so beautiful Yeah yeah I uh, you reminded me of this because I you know it's been it's been a while since I've written it and actually there's some tweaks that I would do now but I'll read it as uh, as it is <clears throat> I am a change agent 
a leader of radical transformation, a paradigm shifter. My job is to light the fire of fierce love in the hearts and souls of other change agents like yourself. My job is to remind you who you truly are and what you are made of. I am here to connect your innate divinity to your human self, to close the gap between your ego and your soul, to melt your self-criticism away, and to burn your limiting beliefs into ashes. My job is to help you pur purify every cell of your being so you can remember. <laughs> I don't know why I get so emotional. <laughs> remember who you are. Remember, <laughs> remember what you are. So you can embody your soul's essence in everyday life. So you can be awake. No. <laughs> so you can be awake and aware of your own magnificence with every breath that you take. I want you to be that pillar of light and create ripples upon ripples of positive impact. I want you to be authentically you, never afraid to express your brilliance. I want you to be an agent of change because you know deep in your heart that's what you came here for. You also know that the change begins with you. You are not afraid to jump. You are not afraid to shine. You are not afraid to love. You know there is no other way. You know that the only way out is through. You know you are the one you've been waiting for. You know you cannot wait any longer. So let the struggle end. You are a change agent and you can't deny it. Your time has come. Thank you. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> what a beautiful end. It's like a song and so deep. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for this beautiful journey. So if anyone is interested to take contact with you, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is noalakshmi.com. I spell Lakshmi with S-H because I see Lakshmi, you do just S. So N-O-A-L-A-K-S-H-M-I.com. And you can pretty much find every, every my services and everything there. A YouTube channel for yoga videos and other interviews that I have um, that's under my name, Noah Lakshmi. And pretty much my name across all platforms, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook. I also have a group on Facebook called True Health. You can find uh, the group there. I'm going to be less and less active on Facebook, actually, just pulling myself out into different platforms. So Instagram, YouTube, and my website for sure. And then my email is there on my website, Noah at NoahLakshmi.com. You are so kind also to gift our listeners and viewers with a beautiful, amazing, very abundant gift. Uh, can you say a couple of words about that and how people can put that into use? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a beginner's guide to radiant health. As I said, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of simplicity and the sea of information that people have, especially when it comes to raw food. People get really intimidated because they think, yeah, you printed it out. <laughs> yeah. um, people think it's really complicated and they're really intimidated. So my intention with this uh, guide and recipe book 
is to make things very simple for people to take the first steps and to start incorporating more uh, living foods into their day-to-day life and how to do it in a proper way, how to do it in a simple way. Those are, rest- those are simple, super simple recipes that a five-year-old can, can make maybe with the, with the help of, of, a, of a, an adult. Uh, but that's my, <clears throat> that's my intention is to make it really, really simple for people and they can start implementing those little changes into their day-to-day life in, a, in an easeful way. And, and there's some guidelines as well and a shopping list and explanation of why living foods are really essential and important and how to pick the right fruit and how to eat it in the right way and then recipes that you can just experiment with. Thank you so much. I, I just had a little quick look into it and it feels like, wow, this will help me to embody heaven even more. Yay! <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much. And um, I wish you all the best with all the adventures and co-creations you are uh, doing on this earth and what a gift you are to this planet. And um, thank you for sharing your time and uh, precious being with me and our listeners and viewers. Crystal, my absolute, absolute, absolute delight and pleasure. You are such a gem, such an angel. And it is an honor for me to be a guest on your show and to share myself in this space with you. I'm very grateful for you and the invitation to come on. And we also give um, thanks to our common friend who connected us in Kauai. (laughs) So um, thank you too. So this is the way this world um, functions nowadays. Who is ready will be connected and co-creation will be born. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you. Mahalo. Mahalo. Aloha. Aloha. And um, for a little reminder for all the viewers, as always, to support this beautiful podcast, please like, share, comment, and also download uh, the episodes so that we can um, start to grow and even more uh, share the beautiful, amazing uh, nuggets and pearls which our guests uh, bring uh, to us. Thank you so much. Mahalo.